we should uh, tip of a hat to a guy who, and by the way, we're going to find out today when the, the, the Niners release their uh, availability. Yeah, what exactly the status is of Debo Samuels, who is a critical, uh, that wide receiver critical playing with for us. the Niners. Uh, talk about guys that are playing hurt. He may, you know, put some scotch tape on his shoulder and come oh, out and he's play. Playing. He'll play. Uh, he may not be 100%, but, but he'll play. We've got a guy who's just been amazing here and finding out just how hurt he really was. Alex is. Anzalone, you guys, fractured three ribs in the Lions' Week 18 win over the Minnesota Vikings, and he's played the past two games with that injury. I've never broken any ribs, but can you imagine playing football? I mean, a bruised rib is bad. <laughs> you talking about yeah. a broken one. Yeah. He had a I team high imagine. eight tackles, two for a loss in the win over the Rams, six more tackles, including two to get off the field on third down over the box. Yeah. And this guy's playing with injury. And we know Frank Ragnow Super and all his injuries. Yeah. Human. Um. Well, we are uh, looking forward to uh, this game coming up in uh, on Sunday. And uh, our next guest is a multifaceted personality known for his international acclaim as a best-selling author, journalist, screenwriter, playwright, broadcaster, you name it. Renowned for his Emmy Award-winning television movies and leaving an indelible mark on various creative domains, Mitch Album. He's also host of the Mitch Album Show here on WJR weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m., and a longtime Detroit Free Press sports columnist. He always brings that unique perspective to our discussion, and he joins us now on JR Morning. Mitch, good morning. So formal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I gotta it. bring you. I gotta bring you on right, Mitch. I gotta bring you on right. Your next book, you got a you got a blurb writer right yeah. here. There you go. I got you. So, uh, yeah. So so Mitch, when you started writing for the Free Press in in, in 1985, writing about the Lions, did you ever think we'd be in this position, one game away from the Super Bowl, or did you say to yourself, like, how many times can I write that this team is not that good? Well, when I first came in. They had a coach named Daryl Rogers. Oh, yeah. I remember. And one day, the writers were standing outside with Daryl Rogers trying to talk to him about football. And he looked up to the Silver Dome and there were the roof, and there were a bunch of pigeons on the roof. And he said, like, right in the middle of this discussion about football, how many pigeons do you think are up there on that roof? <laughs> and I said to myself, this guy is not taking this football team anywhere. <laughs> and, and from that point forward it's been one series of failed regime after another i mean you can you and we all know the whole litany of them you know marty morningweg and and uh and and matt patricia and all the guys who have come in between matt millen so yeah and matt millen and and russ thomas a 25-year regime and all that. so no i i really thought that this was going to be the one team that uh if they ever made a super bowl i should probably announce my retirement so now I might be two weeks away from retiring. <laughs> Who knows? Mitch, do you think it was they just hired the wrong people and then they finally just got it right? I mean, it is unbelievable that they only won one playoff game in, in so long prior yes, to this it, season. It is a case of hiring the wrong people. But, you know, everybody always thinks that just means a coach and GM. Um, it's it's all the way up the organization. And it's, you know, it's in the front office. And it's really who's running the front office. And, you know, not – in any way to besmirch William Clay Ford, you know, as a man, but as a football owner, he wasn't particularly good. 
And um, when you're not good at your job, uh, you continue to make the wrong decisions. And so he continued from the whole way the front office was organized to the coaches and the GMs, putting in the wrong people. When you put in the wrong people, they make the wrong decisions. They draft the wrong people, hire the wrong coaches, um, and you end up with bad football teams. Look, no sport is set up to fix itself better than the NFL because of the draft. So if you do badly in a previous year, you get high draft picks, right? And high draft picks are the way that you, you know, baseball doesn't have that in terms of like they have farm systems. It takes much longer to get guys out. But in football, you get a number one pick, you know, you draft uh, Trevor Lawrence or, or CJ Stroud or guys like that, and you can turn around in one year. Lions had umpteen opportunities to do that over the years. How many years did we have a top five draft? Pick? Oh, Lord. And how many years did it come out being, you know, Charles Rogers or, 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 or other guys that just didn't handle it well, you know, Chuck Long and guys like that. So they finally made the right picks and, and they put in the right people and they're winning. It, but it was, it's, it's who they've drafted and what characteristics they're looking for. We just talked about Alex Anzalone. I mean, that's Spielman-esque, a guy coming out with three busted ribs. Um, and, and by making toughness a higher priority, is has that kind of been the secret sauce here, Mitch? Well, you said Spielman-esque, and, I mean, you know, he's been part of it behind the scenes. You know, he was brought in to sort of help them uh, guide, you know, the coaching decisions and the other things uh, here and the philosophy of the team. And they have that philosophy, and that, you know, it, it comes from the kind of players that Brad Holmes drafts and the kind of players that that Dan Campbell coaches and who he keeps and who he doesn't and who he elevates and who he doesn't. And he's we all know about his toughness and we all know about his approach. He's a lot smarter than people think. You know, I just did the Tony Kornheiser show just before I came on with you guys. And and Tony said, it, everybody thinks this guy's a meathead. Is he a meathead? You know, I said, he's the last thing from a meathead. He's way smarter than people give him credit for. You know, maybe he talks a certain way, has a Texas accent. But he really understands the game, and he understands human nature and motivation. And, uh, you know, that's what it takes. You think about you know, think about the teams that have been great over the years, whether it's Belichick or Bill Walsh or, or you know, uh, Tom Landry or whatever. You've got to have guys who do consistently build the program, and that's what he's doing. Mitch, uh, your thoughts on Stephen A., uh, who said basically that uh, the Lions doing well – uh, this past year, that's when Detroit started doing well because Detroit was just <laughs> on a respirator. On a respirator before yeah. that, Desert City. I, I'm so glad I was able to get that respirator out of my mouth. You know, now that the Lions started playing, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we sadly we're used to this. You know, the, the, what we call the drop by Detroit take. You know, it used to be that uh, they'd send a guy into Detroit. Uh, when the Detroit team did well, he'd go to the Lindell AC, spend five minutes there, go to the Packard plant, spend five minutes there and say, this city is, you know, a tough blue collar, uh, poverty stricken, rust belt uh, kind of thing. And only the sports team is pulling them out of it. It's not true. It's not even close to true, you know, and you know, I, I know Stephen A for many, many years and he's, he's a good guy with a good shtick. Uh, but this is more shtick than, than truth. And we all know that around here. Mitch, do you think they could win on Sunday in San Francisco, especially if Debo is not 100%? Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that they are going to win, but, yeah, they can win. They can play with anybody. You know, they began the year by beating 
the former Super Bowl champions, who are now one of the last four teams left, mm-hmm. you know, and they beat them. And they, I think they beat the Dallas Cowboys, you know, uh, even though the refs didn't think it. Right, right. and both and, those games uh, are on the road. Yeah, and uh, there, there's no reason that they can't go into San Francisco and play a great game. You know, the thing that you worry about from a pure football point of view is that if, especially if Debo Samuel plays, uh, San Francisco is strong in the in an area where the Lions are weak. You know, they, they, they have good receivers who can – eat you up for 200 yards a game if you mm-hmm. if you're not careful and that's the lion's kind of achilles heel uh and you, you know you don't want that to happen so i think Debo samuel playing is a big thing but you know they got brendan Ayuk and they've got christian McCaffrey. they have a ton of offensive weapons and um the lions are going to have to win a game probably in the 30s in order to uh to win but they've done that you know they just did it last week so yeah, at this point, anybody who says they can't do something hasn't been paying attention. No, because for once they find a way to can do instead mm-hmm. of defeat themselves, mm-hmm. which is really excuses. Yeah, it's the hallmark of this team is they aren't the Lions that we've become too far accustomed yeah. to. Yeah, And I think if anything else, guys, uh, that they've accomplished this season, and if they even if they end up losing this week, they have put that to bed. And it's about time that that SOL thing was put to bed, yes. you know, same old Lions. The same old Lions would have absolutely lost to Matthew Stafford and the Rams because that was Shakespearean. Yep. You know, yep. he comes back and the old quarterback defeats them. And we all go into the offseason going, oh, my God, is that typical Lion? They didn't do that. The same old Lions would have lost to Tampa Bay. You all remember there were times when Detroit versus Tampa Bay, you couldn't give away that ticket. <laughs> If you were, if you were in, you know, it's you had true. lines say, anybody want to go with me to see the Lions play Tampa Bay? No. You know, you go, you literally have four tickets. You'd sit by yourself with three empty seats next to you. So yeah. uh, that would have been a classic SOL. You know, they finally have a chance to go to a, an, an NFC championship game and they lose to the Tampa Bay Bucks, but they didn't do that. So they have gotten rid of that, that Shakespearean shadow. And I think that that's healthy because, it, you know, people, we went into Lions season's, with so much of that hanging over the franchise and the team and the players and the coaches. And I think it burdened them over the years. And I think sometimes it became a self-fulfilling prophecy when they started to lose, they started to feel the whole city coming down on them. Like, here we go again, here we go again. And I think we've lost that. Even if they lose this game, they're going to come back next year with a lot of expectations, winning expectations. And, and that's a healthy thing. Mitch Album, the host of the Mitch Album Show on WJR, weekdays 4 to 6. We appreciate you being here this morning, sir. Thank you for the introduction and the close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you got to take a chance, if you do, uh, to take a look at the Free Press and look at Mitch's story in the Free Press. Detroit Lions no longer a cute story. They are now a win away from the Amen. Super Bowl. Coming up, Marie Osborne, our senior news analyst, talking about the Warren Symphony Orchestra celebrating its 50th anniversary. That and more when we come back on JR Morning.